Hey everyone, Tolu Michaels is here all the way from Nigeria to share her pivot experience. She is a personal brand strategist and guess what? She is the author of the new book, Show Up. Stay tuned. everyone. Welcome to Pivot Podcast, the podcast for women who've made intentional and unexpected changes in their life, yet they're still winning. I am your host, Dr. Malika Turner, and I'm so excited to bring to you today, all the way from Nigeria, Tolu Michaels. She is a personal brand strategist, and she's going to share about her Pivot experience. So, I am. I want you to just sit down, relax, get you some coffee, tea, whatever you're doing. Uh, turn, push play, get, get yourself ready to go because she's going to share sound wisdom and just share in her, herself, who she is and how she can help you with your pivot experience. So, Tulu, let's talk. Oh, that's Marika. So good to be here. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> I'm excited to be on your podcast. How are you? Yes, we are so delighted to have you. I actually just <laughs> learned of, was introduced to uh, Tolu from Felucho, uh, who was on our season one episode. And uh, she has been wonderful just introducing me to so many wonderful women. And so I, I am really delighted to, to have Tolu on today so that she can share with you about, you know, just some of the changes that she has experienced. My hope is that Tolu will ex, ex, Tolu's experience will resonate with you and that you will begin to think, hmm, you know what, I can do this, or this sounds familiar. And because she did it, I know I can too. So there's some motivation here, there's some positivity here, and there's just a, a drive, there's a push here that I'm hoping that this particular conversation will will do for you, my Pivot family. So Tolu, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us a little bit about who you are. Alrighty, thanks for having me, Dr. America. I'm excited to be here. My name is Tolu Michaels. As she said, I'm a personal brand strategist. I like to introduce myself as an unapologetic people lover. I love, love, love people. Uh, in my work, I help modern entrepreneurs position themselves as industry leaders so that they can serve better clients and impact lives profitably. Um, the biggest thing I believe about personal branding, which is what I do all day, every day, is that personal branding should be both purposeful and profitable. And that sums up what I do with my clients. So I've helped students and clients from several parts of the world to get clarity and confidence to communicate their value, to raise their prices, and to create a bigger impact with their work. That's what I do in a nutshell. <laughs> That's wonderful. I love that. Two things that you said there and, you know, purposeful and profitable, purposeful and profitable. we're going to come back to that before we, we go into that, though, share with me a little bit about your pivot experience, because you haven't always been a personal brand strategist. So how did you get from wherever you were to, to, <laughs> to the particular place you're in right now? Oh, 
thank you. That's a great question. So I started my career as an engineer. I actually studied engineering in school, mechanical engineering to be precise. So uh, I worked with <laughs> automobiles for a bit. And at some point I started to ask myself, is this really what I want to do? Do I want to you know, repair cars all day, work on cars all day? And then I said, no. Um, I think I want to be a part of the system that makes this happen. I want to, you know, be a part of a system that finances the infrastructure. And just because of, you know, where I'm from, uh, it's, a, it's a developing world. So a lot of the engineering is sort of imported. And then I thought, okay, if I can't really be um, creating per se, maybe I can use my analytic brain to be relevant in a place where they make the infrastructure happen. So I learned about infrastructure financing and capital markets. And I thought, okay, this is what I want to do. And then next thing I knew, I was working in investment banking. And I did that for a bit. And okay. at some point, I got married, relocated, and also got... So thankfully, my job had an office in the city I was relocating to. So I got moved into um, that part of work. But somewhere along the line, it just, it just wasn't working out, you know, like with my um, former boss. And there was this conversation about, uh, you have to come back. And then I said, no, I don't want to come back. I just got married. I'm not doing long distance marriage. So essentially, it was my, it was my choice, kind of. Well, I, I, I thought that I was in a situation where I had to make an important choice. And so I decided, you know what, I had to leave. Like, at this point, I really have no choice, even if it looks like I have a choice. So... Right. When I was in that position of not having a job and not really having, you know, any distractions because I was living in a new city, I thought, great, I now have the grace of interruption. So I'm going to sit here and decide what kind of job I'm going to do going forward. What will I do with my life going forward? So it wasn't like I had premeditated that, oh, at so-so and so time, then you're going to pivot. I, I knew that pivoting is part of life, but this one, you know, I found myself in that situation and I thought maybe it's an opportunity to rethink what I'm doing. Maybe it's an opportunity to say, okay, going forward, this is the type of work I would rather not do. So while I really enjoyed my, my time in finance, I hated the late nights. I, I hated the fact that I was spending, you know, like literally <laughs> my entire um, time of being awake working or thinking about work you know, in that sense. So yeah. I thought, okay, what can I do differently? And at that point, I also began to feel a pull. You know, I started to feel a pull towards how can I use my gifts to serve people um, without borders? So I started to think, you know, without borders, without borders, especially because I was in this new city. I didn't know anybody. Nobody knew me. So I needed to do something that people could access no matter where they were. Then, you know, I wasn't very familiar with the concept of remote jobs. It wasn't as popular as it is right now. So I, I didn't even think oh, there was an option to work for a company outside of my location. I thought the only option was to create something by myself, you know, using my gifts to serve people without borders. So as I started to work on that, you know, I, I sent a message to all my friends saying, hey, look, you guys, you know, I'm great at writing. If you need someone to help you with your copywriting or with your content, reach out to me. I just thought that I was, I wanted to help, help amplify people's voices, especially women. You know, I thought that, look, I want to help people be found online. I want to help them show up in bigger ways. But I couldn't articulate what I was doing. So, but as time went on, I started to work on content, you know, creating personal brand websites for people, 
and helping them with their online presence. At some point, it occurred to me that, look, what you're doing is personal brand strategy. And strategy is actually one of my um, natural gifts. So when you take all these gift tests, the talent tests, yeah, so strategy is one of my, it comes to me naturally. So, and coupled with the fact that I had learned a lot about personal branding. So another thing was when I found myself in this situation, I started to take courses and programs that called out to me. I was just taking things, you know, that called out to me. So I took developing ideas in entrepreneurship. I took lots of content marketing, uh, digital marketing, you know, certifications here and there, um, online learning, instructional design. And it's interesting that every single program I took that time, I'm using right now. Even instructional design, like in my business, I have courses that I created, curriculum I made. So, Yes, that's, that's how I got here. <laughs> it wasn't premeditated, but that's how I got here. Tolu, you have, let me tell you something, girl. You have said so much. <laughs> <laughs> I, listen, there were so many gems that I have to highlight before we move any further. And I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm like, okay, how do, where do we go first? What I love, and I'm going to borrow from you, and I'll put your name at the bottom of this quote. How can I help and serve people without borders? Yeah. And I believe that, you know, as we all know, because of the pandemic, it has changed the way we work. It has changed the way we communicate, and it's changed the way we serve. And so because of you know, not even just social media, the technology, the software, the programs, the apps, you know, the Zooms of this world and, and mm -hmm. um, uh, StreamYard and all of these other, there, we have this awesome opportunity to, to help people, to serve people, to meet people, to share with people through technology. And, and I love that you said, how can I help or how can I serve people without borders? And I, I you know, you could have easily stayed in um, engineering mm -hmm. four walls, which which may directly limit your 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 influence and your ability to your reach. Mm -hmm. But there was something inside of you that was pulling towards doing this, um, and I, I love that. I love that, and and I want to encourage our listeners: How can you help? How can you serve? How can you serve others? Um, how can you serve people without borders? There's, there are no limits to what you can do at this point in time in this season in our lives where we, where we are working remotely, where we have access to, and where if, if you work, whether you work or you don't work, you still have this ability to chime in and reach someone in Nigeria, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> Through Zoom, and you can have a conference or a workshop or whatever to, to, to serve people and to provide them with your product, your gift, your talent. So I love that. And the other thing that you said, you said you wanted to help people amplify, you wanted to help people amplify their voice. And, and um, I also have a business called uh, The Speaker, uh, S-P-E-A-K-H-E-R. And and just one of the things I'm doing right now is working with women who are single moms of black males. So all of these mothers have black sons and I, and they're single and I work with them every uh, Sunday. We do a workshop 
And one of the, the themes is the idea of helping them to pretty much amplify their voice, helping them to use their voice in an effective way. And we do that by sharing information, sharing topics that will help them to use their voice and really try to hone in this idea that there's life and death. You know, it's a scripture, it's a proverb. Mm -hmm. Life and death that's in the power of their tongue. That what they say brings life. And I think that that just resonated with me um, that you, you want to help people to amplify their voice, especially women. I love that. Um, but lastly, I just, something that came to my mind is you were talking about your pivot experience and to our pivot family. We've talked, I've interviewed women who've made pivot, ex, you know, pivot experiences, pivot changes. And the one thing that comes to my mind, and I, I've started thinking about this actually this week, and that is in order to make a major change, that requires a major move. Hmm. So you want to make a major change a significant change you have to do a significant you have to make a significant move mm -hmm. and it sounds like you know there was something in you i mean there were some shifts that took place you got married you know some things happened but you had to make up in your mind that i i have to make this significant move mm -hmm. and it will it will result in a significant change right. and i I love what you're doing. I love what you're doing. I think, I think it's just so inspirational uh, what, you're, what you have done and what you're doing for women. So, um, so talk to us a little bit about what you've learned about you. What have you learned about you in this pivot experience? You've, you know, you went from engineering, mechanical engineering. Um, you, you were, you know, in banking. So now you, as a personal brand strategist and making that major change for yourself, what is it that you've learned about you? Ah, okay. I think that the one thing that I've really seen now and experienced is that my brilliance can expand as much as I allow it. Like I can continue to learn. I can continue to grow. I can continue to change. I can continue to expand. So somehow, especially when you're at the beginning of your career, there are several limitations that you set on yourself, either because of what you know, society has said or because of just you know, how you grew up or your background. And you feel like, oh, this is what I can do. And I think there's this wave right now of people being like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do, or this is what I can do, or this is what I do. But I know for a fact that I, as in what I do now is the least I'll ever be. I can continue to expand. Like there is no limit to how much my brilliance is expandable. So, um, I mean, some people would describe this as a, as a growth mindset, just that does that know me that look you can continue to grow it's not it's not fixed or anything that's one thing i've learned um the other thing i've learned is that I've, I've really learned that courage is more important than confidence so confidence is really overrated it's almost like oh you have to be confident to be successful you have to be sure to be successful but there are several things we've done that we're not really sure of like you, you didn't exactly know how this would turn out but you took that step anyway you sent that email anyway you you know put out that post anyway you said oh okay so you made that move anyway like when i said to my friends okay i do this now i didn't know exactly how it would turn out but i think that the courage to take the first step it bursts confidence in me to keep going so that's um those are those are two things that i have really learned so far 
I love that. So did you say courage is more important than confidence? Is that what you yes, said? I said? Yes, I said that. <laughs> courage is more important than confidence and that you said confidence is overrated. Wow. <laughs> because, and, and I'd love for you, if you could share a little bit more about that. I mean, how do you relay that information to your clients when mm -hmm. they are uh, a little concerned or apprehensive about making a move or branching? Uh, mm -hmm or you mentioned about you said my brilliance and I'm, I'm correct me if I'm wrong my brilliance can expand as long as I allow it is that what you said yes. about your yes yes and so how do you how do you educate and motivate your clients who may have this wonderful brand but are not confidence do you then begin to hone in on courage and say you just have to do it i mean how do you do yes. that uh, okay so one thing i do is i i think that many of my clients say that i have to give to see like sides of them that they don't even see about themselves my clients are highly talented and brilliant people like i'm yet to meet somebody that i couldn't say oh look but you did this like Every time I'm always able to say, oh, but you did this. Look, you've done this. You know, you created this. Look how far you've come. You have five years of experience, you know. And it's really just about reminding people of where they've been, how far they've come. And it brings courage in them. So they might still not be confident. So if you've never done something before, of course, you can't really be confident because <laughs> it's your first time. So, but you can be courageous enough to say, oh, okay, if I took this down and I took that down, I think I can attempt to take this one down. So what I do with them is to try to remind them that, oh, look, you did this, you did that. Um, it's okay if you feel like you can't do this. And it's understandable if you've never done it before. But can you just borrow <laughs> from the fact that you did this and see that you're not going to die from doing things? It's not going to kill you. So as long as we take that off the table, look, you're not going to die. Nobody's going to stone you. None of that is happening. So as long as you know, when we take that off the table, they're more um, you know, open to the suggestions and they feel like, oh, yeah, I can take the lead. Many times we really just need to remember, you know, who we are, remember our identity, recognize that, look, I was made for this. If you can really get someone to realize that they were made for this or they have what it takes to do this, then confidence becomes really secondary because in that moment, even if they do not feel confident of the outcome, they know for a fact that they can do it and, you know, there's no negative consequence, nobody's going to die. So, and, and that, in my experience, has been very powerful. Ah, oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. So, Tolu, tell me, are you taking clients for our listeners out there? And are you taking <laughs> clients all over the world? <laughs> yes, 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 I am. I have uh, personal brand strategy sessions, and then I have a personal branding online course. So, yeah, I'm constantly taking clients into those. Very nice. And do you have a website? Yes, my website is tolumichaels.com. So, www.tolumichaels.com. P-O-L-U-M-I-C-H-A-E-L-S. Yes. Dot com. Excellent. I, I love this. I'm so grateful to connect with you, but also to connect my listeners with someone who might be thinking, you know, I really would like to do more with my brand. There are some people who don't even know they have a brand. How about that? <laughs> They don't even Everybody know it's a brand. A brand. <laughs> yes, I love it. Everybody has a brand. Um, and I think, you know, it's all about 
the experience, the experience that folks have. I, I heard someone say that, and I've just been adopting that, is that that whole idea of experience, you know, how someone, I think, and even Maya Angelou said, you know, it's, it's, it's how you make people feel when you're, mm -hmm. when, so it's the experience that people have with your brand that continues to move the brand forward and, and help it to influence and grow. And so if you are courageous enough to, to move forward and step out on the unknown, uh, mm -hmm. I think yeah. the result of that is a, a level of excitement that your clients will see. I mean, your clients will feel yeah. that. Your if, and that's why I love what you're saying, because if you're courageous, if you will step out, then the, the, to me, the product of that is that your clients, the folks that you serve, they will be indirectly impacted by your, by your courage. Yes, right. and that will now produce confidence in you. Like, it's, it's so interesting. Right. Then you now find out that, oh, so if I do this, this will happen. Okay, let me do it again. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. So, so we really have to be thinking about that. And I, I want to just continue to hone in on that idea that, you know, courage is more important than, than confidence. I think that's such a wonderful nugget to share and hone in on because I think we are thinking about our confidence. You know, you have to, well, even if I'm not confident, but I step out into the unknown, that will build the confidence, right? Yes, yes. And it makes some people really feel um, isolated because, and, and some people feel like, oh my gosh, you know, my background wasn't good or my parents didn't give me confidence or people have knocked my self-esteem all my life. So if confidence is a prerequisite for success, then do I really stand a chance? So to those people, I always say, thankfully, confidence can be cultivated, but while you're there, the, what you need for the first step is not necessarily confidence. And, and all of us can testify that we felt more confident after taking an important step. So right. the confidence doesn't really have to come first. Yeah. I love it. So, you know, before we head out, I want to ask you, um, what would you, what would you share? Just a quick, what would you share with, with the audience? What tips would you give? If you had three things that you could share, I want to get started. I, I really want to, I want to make a move. You know, what should I do? Okay. So I would say be intentional about three things. Be intentional about learning more about uh, your topic or your gifts or that area that you feel this is where I want to serve. So you wouldn't have all the answers on day one, but you can, you can at least find samples for yourself. So that's something I always recommend. If you're going to be doing something for the first time, look for other people who have done something like this. Look for other people who are succeeding at it and just, you know, make them your own kind of samples and, and choose who you're going to learn from. Of course, everybody is not going to appeal to you or, or resonate with you and that's okay. So choose who you're going to be, be learning from. Be intentional about continuous learning, uh, keep improving, diversify your sources of inspiration and just make sure that when it comes to this topic, you, you, you're not only passionate, but you also are very competent. You know, you know what you're talking about. And then the, the next thing is be intentional about creating. And this comes right after that first one because many times we consume, 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 consuming podcasts, Instagram lives, blog posts after blog posts. But creation has to be, 
you know, more than consumption. So no matter how much you consume, make sure you create more. Use what you're learning. So if you have learned so much, write about it, talk about it. If you're a designer, design. If you're a speaker, speak. Even if it's to fight people, you know, create something, do something with what you know. Um, if, if you haven't used it, then it's almost like you don't know it because then there is no perk. And when you create, it's almost like you're putting a message out into the world. Say, hey, I'm serious about this. I'm not just wanting to do it, but I've done it. And it also, it also helps people feel more invested in helping you. You know, a lot of us, especially because, you know, the internet has a way of making everyone feel entitled because you're like, oh, I can reach anybody. I can talk to anyone. And so we're asking people to trust us when we've not given them a reason to. Or we're asking people to invest in us when we've not given them a reason to. But when you create, when you put stuff, out there and to say I did this then it shows that you are invested in this you, you put in your time you put in your efforts and then you sort of earn the right to ask other people to come along for the ride which brings me to the third thing be intentional about sharing so many of us say oh we want to help people we want to build our brand we want to grow our impact but it's almost like we have this mentality that they will somehow find us it's nice to be discovered but the, the, it's even uh, you know, more powerful to raise your hand to say, hey, I'm going to show up with the best that I have today. And this is what I have for you. So when you create, when you make good stuff, share it, tell people about it. When you find stuff that you love, even if you're not the one that created it, tell people about it, you know, and that's really how they begin to pay attention. That's really how your message begins to attract its own audience. In terms of sharing, you know, there are tips, which is number one, be easy to find online. So for example, if your name is really complicated to spell, you might want to use a simpler version of that. Because here's a fact, if people cannot type and spell it, you know, when they hear it, if they cannot attempt to type and spell it, you've already lost like half of the people. Because not oh. everyone will be <laughs> bothered to write it out. So you know, like when you have, Five underscores in your Instagram handle, please don't do that. <laughs> there is no way for people to talk about you. There is no way. How do you, how do you pronounce that? So um, make it easy for people to, to find you. Make it easy for people to talk about you. And most importantly, you invest in yourself first. Talk about yourself first. Put your work out first before asking other people to do the same. Whoo, girl. <laughs> good. That's good right there. Be intentional. Uh, Pivot Podcast family, be intentional. If this is you, if you're looking to go out there and to do something new with your with your career, making a change, if you've got a talent and a gift, be intentional intentional about learning more. Be intentional about being creative and be intentional about sharing. I want to thank you, Talu Michaels. You can find her on Instagram, and you better bet her name is easy to find. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Um, and then said tolumichaels.com, go to her website, check out her, her class and just invest in what it is that she has to share with you. That's going to help to improve your brand. So I just want to thank you so much for this time and for sharing such valuable information. I appreciate you so much. And we're definitely going to have to have you back. That is for sure. <laughs> 
Uh, but I, I'm so glad that you're here with us on season two of the Pivot Podcast. want to thank everyone for listening in. We just so appreciate you, and we want you to just have you to share it. Make sure you share this episode and share the Pivot Podcast. Follow us. Tell others about what we're talking about. If you know folks who are pivoting, this is the podcast that is going to help them um, just expand who they are, what they are, and, and give them the push to make the change that they need to make. So thank you so much, everyone, for listening. I hope you have a fantastic day, and we'll see you next week on the Pivot Podcast.